Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina El Mashedi. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. Hello and welcome back to this very special episode of Writing Your Best Self because it's yet another in our interview series and oh my gosh, I have been waiting for this conversation for I can't tell you how long. I'm so excited to introduce you to Melanie and Leia. Now, Melanie is the founder of AlphaFem and she is a paradigm shifter. She's a pattern interrupter. She is a dream activator. She is a point of calibration for people who desire a transformed relationship with wealth. Melanie is the woman who leads herself and in the process she empowers others to step into their possibility and potentiality. Now Melanie's story is, is, is remarkable. Rewind eight years and she was sleeping in her car bankrupt. Fast forward to eight years and today she is leading a multi-million dollar brand that is touching women all over the world, empowering them to rise. And this woman is, it's actually very hard to put into words the depth of, of who she is because she is amazing. She's had such an impact on my life over the past few months since September. And I am just beyond excited to have this conversation with her today and dive deep into what it means to be someone who has the power to lead themselves. So without further ado, I'll hand you over to the episode. I hope you enjoy this one as much as I enjoyed recording it. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Writing Your Best Self. And I'm just beyond excited today. Melanie, welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited for this conversation. So Melanie, there are, there are just so many things that I could talk with you about because you are just a master in so many different areas of life. And it's one of the reasons you're such an inspiration. But one thing that I would really love to dive in with you today is you talk a lot about the woman who leads herself, like yes. this notion of being self-led. And I'm really curious to explore this in, in more detail. So maybe okay. you could just start by explaining what do you mean by being self-led? So one of the main things I hear about when people talk about their lack of success is who didn't do what for them. And I remember in my life feeling that way. Like the reason I'm struggling is because this person didn't give me support. This person didn't give me help. Um, I didn't feel supported. I didn't feel like I had the resources I needed. And it's very much looking at external circumstances and explaining why we don't have things based on other people's behavior. And what I realized is I really took my life and like in charge of my life when I really took my life by the horns is that no one, especially as a grown woman, no one really should be supporting me to my potential. That's not really anybody's job because who, and aren't they busy doing that for themselves? It, whose job is it to lead me? And if they're leading me, what, what are they doing for themselves? 
So what I started to realize is that I didn't need someone to hold my hand and I didn't need someone to tell me or, sh- or, or tell me what to do or support me in my life changing. All I really wanted was to be surrounded by people who were doing the thing that I wanted. And when I started really looking at those people, there was one thing in common with every single one of them is they weren't being supported by anybody. They were just doing the thing. They were showing up and they were just doing the thing. And for a lot of people, they'll call that confidence or power. But what it really is, is they just do what they've got to do. And in the coaching world, I've often heard people say things like, I'm just so good at telling other people, or I'm so good at helping other people, but then I can't do it for myself. And I think this is, this is a, an old feminine paradigm wound, which is the mothering wound, which is that you need to help everybody and you need to fix everybody, which is something that I used to do all the time because I felt I spent so much time helping other people. I felt like there should be someone helping me or else where's my self-actualization going to come from? If all of my life comes from mothering and helping other people, then shouldn't someone be mothering and helping me or else I'm depleted or else there's nothing left for me or else at the end of the day, when all is said and done, I've given everything I had and I'm left depleted. So what I started to really look at was what would it look like if I didn't give to everybody? And instead I took that energy to lead myself. All that advice I give to people that they don't do that infuriates me. What if I took it? for myself, instead of blaming that I didn't have anybody to take care of me. And if I had someone that supported me the way I support people, maybe I would do something. And at the same time, being bitter at the people who weren't even taking my advice. What if I just took that energy and led myself with it and magic started to happen? It was like, why am I leaning in giving everybody all this energy while also being mad that no one's giving me theirs when I can just use mine for me? It's like this great groundbreaking epiphany moment. Like, oh my gosh, there's enough for me when I don't give it all away. <laughs> so it, it, felt, it was really as simple as like recognizing that you had this energy that you mm-hmm. were giving to other people because well, society kind of made you feel that's what you needed to do. Like, where, where do you think that initially comes from? You mentioned a bit about mothering. Where do you think that comes from that we feel we've got to fix other people and help other people and somehow we just kind of get left to our own devices? Well, this is the motherhood wound. And I think a lot of women have it for me. I think it came from being the older sibling and my parents kind of leaning on me to help with the brother and sister all the time and being expected to help. And the more I helped, the more I was loved is how it felt as a kid. You know, the more help I gave, the more I was liked, which means the more I was loved. So I kind of got used to being the helper. I'll set the table. I'll help to do this and I'll do that and I'll do this. And then the more I did that, the more helpful I was, the more I was loved. So I took that behavior and I projected it on grown human beings attracted all the wrong kinds of human beings who desired slash wanted to be mothered, who were willing to take all of this energy that I was giving until there was nothing left. And then I was just bitter and resentful that no one was mothering me. But the fact is, when I really looked at it, no one needs to be mothered as a grown human, as a grown adult. I didn't need it either. And all that energy was available for me to lead myself if I wasn't overgiving to everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I realized that if everyone on the planet just led themselves and were inspired by people who lead themselves, as opposed to everybody's trying to mother everybody feeling depleted because there's no one to mother them, we would have self-led human beings. And when we have self-led human beings, we inspire each other. We are reminded by each other. We're taken to the next level together. But it's not a question of if, I, if you don't do this, I can't do this. It's self-led. 
Oh, that just feels, that just feels so powerful and so empowering. And I'm curious to know how, how do we start to identify what we need to tell ourselves in order to be self-led? So you, know, you were saying how very often it's easy for us to give advice to other people. Somehow we can see what other people need to be doing, but mm-hmm. turning that kind of lens back on us and seeing what we need to do can sometimes be more challenging. So how do you go about identifying the, where you need to give yourself your own advice that you then actually follow through on? So I don't think it's more challenging. I just think it's less rewarding. There's something significant and rewarding about telling someone what to do and they do it and their life changes and you feel so important because you helped a person change their life. It's less rewarding in a moment that you change your own life. So it's like we pretend we can't see it, but we can. If we make it important, we can see everything there is to see in our own lives too. I'm a bit mind blown now. That- <laughs> that's such that's such an insightful comment that and it's that instant gratification piece right that you can Mm -hmm. tell someone else oh if you do this then xyz is going to happen but no one's there to celebrate you apart from yourself Mm -hmm. if you do it yourself so is there a piece around this delayed gratification in the self-led person that we really need to cultivate I feel like the celebration of the the self-led person is the quality of life It's not the applause. It's not the moment where you said a wise thing. It's actually in the self-actualization of your life that you celebrate. It's in actually leading yourself to greatness that you get to celebrate. It's in the beauty unfolding that you celebrate. So the incredible thing is when you are self-led, your quality of life skyrockets because there's nothing in the way except for you and you know how to lead yourself. But we sometimes choose being right over quality of life just because it feels safer to know that we can be right no matter what than to gamble quality of life and hope that we're good enough. So we choose safe over happy. Wow. And I'm also feeling there's, there's this acknowledgement piece. So you mentioned before when we give other people advice and they follow it and we get the acknowledgement, it's like, that feels really good. And mm. I guess if you're, if the self-led person, the reward is the quality of life, that acknowledgement piece doesn't exist in the same way. So we almost have to change where we're getting that validation from. And it's not about acknowledgement, but about what life is like. Yeah, like my, my gift, my celebration, my standing ovation for my genius is my quality of life. And the crazy thing is eventually, if you really do lead yourself in a way that's groundbreaking, it all comes back full circle because then people want to know how you did it and you do get your moment of fame if that's what matters to you but it's not gonna be right away. It's not that immediate gratification. And often we want that hit. I wanna be seen, I wanna be acknowledged. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna go give the right piece of advice to somebody. And when they change their lives, I'll take credit for that. But the fact is that's not what life is really about. Everyone gets to get take credit for their own lives and inspiring people isn't something you take credit for. Like that's not, that's such a, a small part of what we're actually here for. And when we're overflowing and our life works and people succeed, like when I look at my life now and, you know, my clients are making more money than they ever have. They're renewing their wedding vows, their relationships, their life. I watch everything get exponentially better, but I don't feel the need to take ownership of the success. I just celebrate it. I celebrate them for their success. Whereas in the beginning of my life, if I would have been the same person I was and this was happening. I would have been taking that credit as if it were mine. And the, the thing with mothering is a lot of moms do this to the, about their kids. When they're proud of their kids, they take it on like it's the, they did it. And the reason they do this is because they're not self-led and they're not necessarily leading themselves in a way that they're proud of their lives. So this is the way they're going to get the gratification. 
But the way everyone gets to take credit for their own lives is if we're all self-led. Oh, I'm just, I'm just loving, I'm loving this switch, this, this different kind of switch and focus and this different places that you can leverage to like feel good about yourself. This, this just feels so empowering. So can you talk some more about like if you decide to be self-led, like how do you how do you go about making that a, that a thing? Like if you know in the past you're someone who is always looking outside yourself or you're looking for validation, acknowledgement outside, how do you what do you do to put it put the focus back on you? Well, the first thing for me is you ha- I had to have a reason. I had to see a vision that was big. Like why do I want to lead myself? And Alpha Femme for me was the reason when I thought of the tagline, it's like alpha femme, she who leads herself. Leadership is such a big thing in the world. And we talk about leadership, but we often talk about leadership as leading others, being really great at leading others. And I thought of all the things that's the hardest to do, it seems as though leading yourself is actually the hardest. That's the thing that's actually the hardest. Mm-hmm. So if I learn to lead myself and I learn to do it with grace and, and, and magnetism, then I'm actually giving back, not just to me, but to the world. If I'm the example of the self-led woman and other women realize, gosh, that's exactly what my purpose is. And that's exactly why I want to do it. Then I'm actually helping the world too, because there is a part of me that wanted to help. And that's where the mothering and the leaning in energy came from, because it's not everybody that has this piece where they want to help everybody. But when you do have it, it's just important that you don't lose yourself just to help everybody. That's the silver lining. So how do you help yourself and by proxy help everybody? How do you help yourself? And the side effect of that is the world is helped. So I feel like in the Alpha Femme brand or she who leads herself is I take care of myself and then the world is energetically taken care of around me. They've got to have a big vision. There's got to be an ideal of some sort. You've got to have a big reason or else it's just... You might feel alone. You might feel like nothing matters. Like there has to be a vision bigger mm-hmm. than the, the immediate gratification you would feel if you just went into mothering someone. So you're creating this, almost this context, this container inside which you can grow in which kind of gives you this pulling energy to keep moving forward. So maybe yes. can, would you like to tell us a bit about what your, what your personal vision is? So when I think of a world that really works, I imagine mothers who are self-fulfilled proud of themselves with businesses they're proud of that feel beautiful that feel attractive and magnetic that feel like they're enjoying their marriage that feel like they're enjoying being a mom that feel like they have so many different hats and so many different identities that they're overflowing with creativity and joy and that's what I that's what I desire to see like women who have it all all of it it's all available to them today's a day to play today's a day to work today's a a day to lead today's a day to inspire today's a day to be a mom today's a day to be a wife like it's all available and when I think of that context I've got to say like who's going to help these women become this way who's going to be the person who's just going to help women become this way nobody Nobody can help a woman become this way. She needs to choose it for herself. And what's a reason for her to choose it is it needs to be an available reality in the world. It needs to be a way that that women are, that she gets to choose and say, oh, look, look at all these self-led women. So in order to do that, it starts with one, one self-led women. And then people start to look at that vibe and say, I love the way that feels. I want to try that on. And as they start to lead themselves, they say, whoa, this feels really good. And then other women go, gosh, I love the way that feels. I want to try that on. 
but it's no one mothering each other, nobody preaching to each other about what they need to do. It's more so just leading by example and magnetizing the world to move. So I see this movement as a magnet to help women rise. I love that. That's so powerful. And I, I love that you talked about the mothers as well, because as a mother myself, it's it just feels like this is like shifting paradigm. It's like changing a paradigm of what it means to be and what is available to us in our lives. So thank you for holding that space for that. And so if someone is like listening to this thinking, yeah, that's all, all sounds great, but I don't know where to start. Like, I don't feel empowered. Like, how can you start to build up the confidence and almost the self-belief that you are able to lead yourself into the life that you want to live? So to this person, here's what I would say. When you speak to a person that doesn't have confidence, that's upset, that's having a bad day, doesn't believe they can change. Does that stop you from giving them advice? Does that, do you say to yourself, oh, this person doesn't know how they're going to change. So I'm not going to give them advice. Do you say, oh, this person's in a bad mood today. So I'm not going to give them advice. No, you still give them all the advice. So what if you led yourself the way you would lead someone you love? What if you could sit with yourself through the difficult stuff and talk to yourself the way you would speak to a person that you love? Because the truth is, you have spoken to people having a bad day. You have spoken to people who were seemingly not really listening to you and had an excuse for every advice you gave. And you still gave them the advice. So what if it were your sister going through the day you're going through? What if it were your best friend having this moment that you have? You would, you would tell them what to do, the same thing you know to do. The difference is it's not making you feel any better when you tell yourself to do it. It won't make you feel any better until you do it. So this is not about having a crutch and it's not about you know, needing someone to help you out of a mess. Like you've got this, you are wise beyond belief. You've given more people advice than you can count and you have not needed them to be receptive or you don't even need a track record that they listen to you and you still give them all the advice. So just treat yourself like someone you love and you'll be shocked that you can start exactly where you are even if you don't feel great. That's how you start with your other friends anyway. That's amazing. That's amazing advice. And then I guess it's about being able to trust your own advice. And then trust yourself to say, I mean, if you're willing to give this advice to a friend in need and you don't believe in it, I would check who you, who you are as a friend. Are you walking around giving people terrible advice? People that you love with all your heart, you're, you're speaking to your sister who's crumbling and you're just going to give her advice you don't believe in. I don't think so. So you do believe in your advice or else you wouldn't be giving it to the people you love the most. So do, do you feel, is there a worthiness piece in this as well then? Because you're right you do you can give advice to other people and it's usually really good advice as well so is there a worthiness piece that that is like oh I don't really deserve that so I'm not going to follow my advice I'm going to stay where I am because I feel safe here can you talk about that a little bit I don't know that it's worthiness as much as it is significance like I don't feel the significance of being held I don't feel the significance of being seen I don't feel the significance of someone being there for me I don't have the significance of having the support. I don't get the moment of self-righteousness of talking about my problem. That's what we don't get. But do you really need that? Is that part of what matters to you in your life? Like I, I'll often say, is this moment of self-righteousness worth compromising my energetic vibration over? I build a life that's all about my quality of life and my attitude about my emotions because your emotions are your emotions and then there's your attitude about them. So I build a life where my attitude is high and my quality of life is high. And when I'm going through something that's sad, I'm, I'll feel my feelings, but when I'm ready to move out of it, 
and I don't want to be there anymore, then my attitude has to change. My attitude about my feelings change. And it's just, I don't, I'm not going to get the significance or the self-righteousness of being right about the fact that I'm allowed to be upset. I, I won't necessarily get that, but I'll get quality of life back. And to me, that is more important. So you got to decide what your priorities are. When you have a friend or a sister or partner in your body, it feels uncomfortable to see them sad and it would make you feel better if they were happy. So you want to help them feel better because if they feel better, then you feel like you did a good thing. So it's all about significance, right? You love your, you love your sister, you love your friends, but also if you're the one that can get them out of a thing that made them sad, feels really good with yourself. You're not going to get that significance. And sometimes the lack of that is enough to make you just go, Ugh, I don't, I don't care. But I've never heard anyone say that before. And I love this. It's, it's so important to, what I'm feeling from this, it's so important to really get clear on where the payoff is. Like this, by, by allowing, by staying stuck and almost choosing to, to stay stuck, mm-hmm. really helps to recognize, well, this is what I'm getting. This is, and this is, do I, but do I actually want that? Is, is that actually yes. what I want? Probably not. I want this other thing. Self-righteousness, quality of life. Self-righteousness, quality of life. Self-righteousness, quality of life. That's what we're playing with. With other people, we're playing with significance or not paying attention to what they're going through. So like significance or, or just detachment. So if, if a friend of yours is going through a hard thing and you don't care about the significance, you can detach from that and say, oh gosh, I'm so sorry you're going through that. I'm sending you all the vibes. But if you feel like you can help, you might go for the significance. Okay, I'm coming over. I'm going to help you. We're going to figure this out, right? So it's detachment or significance with yourself. There is no detachment because you're in the feelings. So it's not detachment. It's self-righteousness and it's not significance, but it's quality of life. So it's two different things you're choosing from when you're helping another person versus when you're helping yourself, you're not, you can't detach from it and you won't get applause for it when it's you, but it's either you're right or you're happy. So you've got to choose your payoff. Wow. So quality of life, like I know you, you, you've created this beautiful life and it's just so beautiful to see and it's very rich and full. And I'm curious to know, like, if someone's like, I know I want more, but I don't know, I don't know what I want. I don't, Mm -hmm. and the thing I've visualized myself stepping into, just hasn't got this pull factor to really be the thing that's going to make me move. Like, How does someone go about getting clear on that vision for themselves? Well, when I first started, I never in a million years would have thought I would have ended up where I am now. But what I wanted was to feel happy because I was sleeping in the front seat of my car. I had no money. I, 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 my whole life had fallen apart. I was heartbroken. I, I really had messed my life up very badly. And my fear was that I would just never have a life. Like I was 25 and I was like, I'll never meet a, a man. I'll never I'll never amount to anything. I don't have a high school education. I was like, I'll never, how do you get out of this? There's, and it felt like such a big problem with so many problems in it that I didn't even know what to start with. So what I started with was feeling grateful for my life as fast as possible without necessarily things changing. Because in the books I had started reading, that seemed to be the common thread was the law of attraction is all about your ability to be grateful now. And then you attract whatever's on the other side of the vibrational string of gratitude. So I didn't imagine I would ever meet a man like Kevin. I didn't imagine that I would ever be 
a multimillionaire. I didn't imagine that I would be the way I am with my family. Now I, I, I never imagined I would build a company that might change thousands and thousands of lives. I never, I never could have imagined this. All it was, was I want to, I want to be happy. I want to experience joy. So at first it was just imagining what it might feel like to open my eyes in the morning and it feel like a good thing to be awake. And that was the first vision. Like I'd open my eyes and just feel gratitude for as much as I could in that moment. And what happens is human beings are meant to evolve forever. We're evolution and growth over a lifetime. So as soon as that joy landed, then it was like, okay, what else can I reach for? You know, and, and then it was like, okay, what if, what if I could stay in a, in a hotel? What if I made enough money that I could not be sleeping in this car anymore and I could spend a night in a hotel or something. So I reached for that and then, oh my gosh, that was bliss. Whenever I'd wake up in a hotel, <gasps> oh my gosh, it was the most incredible thing. When I had a coffee machine in my room and I could have a coffee in the morning. Oh my God. I was so excited. So happy. My gratitude was through the roof. And it was just like, what, what else can I reach for? What else could it be? And then can you imagine if I could like go for lunch? Can I, if I had a, if I had lunch somewhere and then, oh my God, the lunch, like, okay, what else can I reach for? So for a lot of people hearing this, they're like, well, God, I've already got so much of that stuff and I'm not grateful for any of it. And it's like, okay, we'll start there and then reach for something else. When you're happy for what you have, then you can reach for something else. What doesn't feel possible is to sometimes just try to make this ideal of like, oh, if I could only make $30 million and never have to work again, and suddenly Brad Pitt falls in love with me and we have three love children that end up being like models like the Kardashians, they become billionaires and I'm set for life. That's my dream goal. It's like, well, yeah, that's a big, that's a big vision, but it doesn't necessarily make sense inside. So it's just, right. what's the next vibrational thing that you can reach for and actually touch that activates that feeling in your body. Right. I love that. And that, because I think you're also saying something here about the timing of things. It's it, you can the vision's got to feel like it's realistic and it's good inside your body, and yes. the vision can be just that stretch from where you are right now, which then elevates you, which then gives you another level to then stretch from again. So we don't necessarily need to have a big clear vision. It can also be built around how we want to feel and finding the things that make us feel the way we want to feel. Yeah, and I feel like there's different timelines you can have or different types of goals you can have. So. There's the goal of what is predictable for you. So it's, this, is, this doesn't even require you to change, but it would just be re requiring you to change your state of mind. So if you could just get behind being grateful for everything you've got, you would change your quality of life. You wouldn't even need to have anything more. Then there's the next level of goals, which is like if you did something about things, you could actually have this, this, this that feels attainable, but you'd have to do something about it. And then there's the, these huge goals that sometimes people will eventually have that feel out of reach, but those are not the ones you spend time necessarily looking at every day. They're the ones you just play with from time to time. When you're in a good mood, when you're a good state of mind, you touch them for a second. Could you imagine if this works and I end up being blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the big one yet, it's okay. You start with what you've got and you start with that mm -hmm. energy and you build it. So for example, I remember early on when I was reading all these these books. And I, I had this thought that was like, could you imagine if one day I end up being one of those people who changes their lives and turns their whole life around and I end up telling people about this? Like, can you imagine if one day I'm on the other side of this and I tell people that I was in this car and that I, I didn't have the food and somehow 
in certain moments, it made me think, then if that does happen, how do I want to tell the story in hindsight? Maybe it gives me just a little more intentionality. Maybe if I have in the back of my mind that one day I end up telling the story from the other side of it, then I want to be proud of how I tell it. So it gave me another layer of self-responsibility in how I was handling even the worst times in my life. Because what if one day, what if one day I'm one of those people who breaks through and who's got to tell the story? Will I be proud to tell it? So that back story, that back thought, the back of my mind, it wasn't big enough to lead me, but it was big enough to have me question my behavior whenever I was being very just self-deprecating or about to give everything up. It was like, do I, is this the story I'm going to tell if I, when I, when I make it out of this alive, you know, if it's going to be a good story, what's it going to be? So that did exist, but not as, not at the forefront of my mind, but it did help me through some really dark times. Oh, that's, I love those three different areas of, of setting goals. Thank, thanks for kind of sharing those. And I, there's two different directions I want to go in, but so I think I'll go to the gratitude piece first, because you're right. I've had lots of people talk about how gratitude is often the start point. Why do you, why do you think that is? Why is gratitude such, such a powerful force for transformation? I feel like gratitude is the marker for the universe to know that things are working. You know, it's like playing hot and cold with the universe when you're, you don't, you don't know where you're going, but gratitude's the marker of like, oh, this is the right direction. If you don't ever send hot and cold to the universe, it doesn't know what to keep giving you. So, you know, frustration, annoyance, lack, we know what the universe hears when we put that out there, but without the gratitude, it only knows what's cold. Without the gratitude, you, the universe isn't here. Yes. Yes. More please. Yeah. 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 You're getting warmer. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like the universe doesn't hear that from us if we don't have the gratitude piece. So there's a million directions you can go in the wrong direction, but what's the right direction. So without the gratitude piece, we're literally an incomplete compass for the universe to deliver what we want. That is a brilliant answer. So thank it's, you. It's like, a, it's like a marker, like an indicator. This is, this is what feels good for me. This is what I enjoy. This is what I love. This yes. is the direction I want to go. Universe, give me more. Yes. Thank you for explaining that. That's my best. one of my favorite answers about gratitude. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'd also, like my other direction I wanted to go in was, I loved how you talked about when you were in the darkest times, the most challenging times, you had the ability to think this question, how do I want to live my life in hindsight? How do I want to be able to tell this story when I'm through mm. this? What role does powerful questions like that play for the woman who leads herself and how do you cultivate the ability to like ask those kind of questions that take you out and take you in the direction you really want to be going I feel like these are philosophical 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 questions that was a hard word for me what's the right word philosophical, philosophical. yeah That's it. but so it's in the moment when your emotions are high and intelligence is low sometimes it's very hard for you to get it that question doesn't always come through when you need it and I'm really grateful that somehow in my hardest times, because I was leading myself and because I was really putting myself forward, that thought came through. And I feel like when you help yourself, you get help from the universe. When you're an energetic match for the answer, you get it. So if I had just sat there in my car, only just hating everything about my life, only just being angry and frustrated, only just, only just, only just, I don't know that that thought would have come to me, but it's because I had been listening to things and, and putting myself in environments that there were, there was some uplifting redeeming moments in my day of like, okay, I could, I could change this or I could be this, or I could, I put myself in the space. So in, we live in a world right now where personal development is huge. Mm. 
-hmm. huge, huge, huge. So many people ask, what are you doing to take care of your mindset? What are you doing to grow? What are you doing to develop? So as you plug into communities, as you plug into sources and places and read books and tap into YouTube videos, or just, you know, come into free with masterclasses and follow coaches on the internet, read their posts, follow their, their lifestyle. You're plugging into this higher channel and probably that these deep, powerful life-changing questions will come through for you as well. The ones that matter for you. It's like when your friend comes to you and asks you for support and this magic comes through you, it's because you're an energetic match and they're an energetic match for this genius to flow through you for them in that moment. You've got to trust that when you reach out for that support, it will, it will flow through you for you as well. And so when one of these questions comes to your mind, how do you go about answering it? Do you journal? Do you have conversations? Like what is your process for getting into that question and getting what you need out of it? Now my preferred thing is speaking. So I will speak into a voice note in my phone, but in the beginning it, it was journaling. I would just write and 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 write. But you, you find your own way, whether it's writing, whether it's typing, whether it's mm -hmm. speaking out loud to yourself or recording yourself or turning your camera on and looking at yourself and speaking to yourself and recording stuff. It doesn't really matter. Just get it out. And if you can keep it the better, because then you can go back and learn from yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, I feel that's the thing with these really powerful questions. It's one thing to have them, but actually, you've, and I know it sounds really obvious, but I know I don't always do this for myself. I'll have a really good question and I'll be like, oh, that's a great question. And then it, I don't do anything with it. But I think something changes when you actually like sit with it and, and work through the question. I guess that's where some of the insights come from about what you need to do next in your life. And that's the self-leadership. You have the question. Can you lead yourself to answer it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in terms of you being self-led like now, and you've made this commitment and this decision, what, what are kind of some of the boundaries you put around yourself to keep that way of being the way you keep moving forward? And what can other people do to create that space where they don't step off and go back to the, a, a different way. So Jim Rohn said, the bigger the why, the easier the how. So it's a lot easier for me now because I've got so many women that are counting on my growth, my evolution, my mindset, my way. It's so easy to keep myself in track because of who I am. Like I am Melanie and Lair. How on earth could I backtrack? There's just no way. There's so much skin in the game. There's such a big reason. So it's the trust that you are who you are, even before the world knows you are who you are. Like I was Melanie and layer in the front seat of that car. I just didn't know what that meant yet. But when I decided that that person, that identity mattered and I started to stand for it, like it mattered, my life changed. So sometimes it's just trusting that if you treat yourself like history in the making, you make history. That's, that's beautiful. And I'm feeling into this thing about, I know you say that like, you were born worthy and nothing's changed. How, yes. how do you, how do you get to the place where you can look in the mirror and say like, my life matters on this big scale, even if the big scale is, is in your own family. How do you, cause I feel that the self-led person probably feels that like the, their life matters. So they have to show up because of that. So how would you cultivate that kind of belief? The way I cultivated it is I decided my life mattered and then I lived in honor of that. I didn't need the evidence that my life mattered before I stood for it. I decided it did and then it did. 
I think you can decide your life doesn't matter. It's your life. You can do what you want with it. You can decide it doesn't matter. You can decide you're not going to do anything with it. You can decide you're going to be forgotten. You can decide you're going to be taken for granted and that people don't care about you. You can decide about that and you can create a self-fulfilling prophecy where it happens exactly like that. Or you can decide that your life matters and you can give so much into your life that you do something with your life and that it does matter for you, for the people around you, for the world. But you've got to decide, you've got to choose that it matters and live into it. It doesn't, it doesn't happen before you, you choose. You choose and then it happens. It starts with a choice and we have control of that choice. Yeah, and there's nothing right or wrong about it. If you say like, I don't really care. I, to be honest, I don't care. I just want to wake up when I want to wake up. I want to go to the job that I know doesn't matter to anything. And I just want to come home at night and have a drink and go to bed. And I don't want stress and I don't want, I don't care. I really don't care. I don't care as long as I can travel once a week or once a year. And I really don't care. Then you don't have to. But if there's something inside of you, that's like, I wish my life mattered, then it does just in the wanting it to, it does. So you just have to stand for that and make it real. This is, this is so freeing. And this, the sense that anything, anything is possible you get to choose what your life stands for and what your life means, anything. Yes, and this is the beauty of being self-led because if you're waiting for someone to tell you you matter, if you're waiting for someone to show you you matter, if you're waiting for someone to treat you like you matter, you're not self-led. You're waiting for someone to lead you to believe that you matter. And a lot of the people on the planet are waiting for that moment. It never comes because that's not how life works. People are so preoccupied wondering whether they matter or not. They're not knighting people worthy left and right. You know, you've got to make that decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you decide that you matter and you live your life in alignment with that truth, you create miracles. And it feels like these are, like I can imagine this is the time for this, for this work, for this shift. Because it, as oh my God. Yeah. Like we have never been in a better time for this than now. It has never been easier for your life to matter than now. It is the era of the self-led human. We're, we're connect, we can connect to people all over the world through a camera. Like the world just shrank. Time zones don't matter. Location doesn't matter. Nothing matters. You can touch, move, inspire people all over the world, every single place, every single thing, any moment you want, all the time, just, just like that, just by showing up. You can open your computer and you can start talking. And if you don't stop talking, there will be people watching you eventually. No matter what, it will happen. And that's something in the history of the world that is unheard of. Like it used to be people had to have messengers. People had to have disciples. People had to have people to spread the word and spread the message. Now, if you're powerful enough with your voice and you stand for yourself, your videos can go everywhere because you make them go everywhere. It's an incredible time. You don't need anybody to spread your word. You spread your own word. It is so powerful. I'm seeing women all over the place self-creating the most incredible brands, messages, you know, programs, thought processes, and they're, people are finding them and falling in love with them, not by anyone else doing anything for them, but by them leading themselves to greatness. And it's so inspiring. That's amazing. And this notion of like, it almost feels like we're, we're in this age where we get to reclaim our power, like all that power that we placed outside of ourselves, we get to take it all back. I do think about yes. that sometimes. Do you think about how the world might shift if people can reclaim their power and be self-led? It gives me chills to think what will happen when people stop waiting for someone to tell them their life is worthy and they just grab it by the horns. What kind of world would we live in if everyone just decided they mattered? You think we would be destroying each other? You think we would be destroying 
families, destroying countries, destroying cultures, destroying. If everyone was self-led and stopped being so threatened by everyone else's power, we would live in an entirely different world. Every single part of the world would change. And I imagine it could change quite quickly to collapsing. Wildfire at this point. Wildfire, because all it takes, and this is the thing that gives me the most chills, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. is that if everyone took the collective decision in one instant that they were self-led from that moment, the world would completely change in one second. Because all it takes is for you to take your power back. You don't have to do anything to anybody. You don't have to do anything for anybody. If everyone could collectively make the decision all at once that they are self-led from this moment forward, the world would shift entirely in one second. So that's really the cool. The cool right now is to make that decision. Yes. Choose to be self-led. Yeah. And do such an incredible job at loving your life, doing that, that people wonder, maybe I should do that. That looks pretty cool. No one, I don't need to wait for anybody. Nobody needs to give me permission for it. I don't need help. I get to just be inspired by all the people who are doing it. They're there for me to watch. I can just get to choose that. I think I want to choose that. Okay. I choose that. Oh, there you go. Another one lit up in the world. Oh gosh, what happened to her? She's so different. What have you done? I just started to lead myself. What's that like? It's amazing. What do I do? Just figure it out. You can do it. You don't, you just do it. Okay. What is that? Okay. I think I want to do it. Another soul lights up and the whole world lights up one, one person at a time, but hyperspeed, it doesn't take time. One. Yes. One moment, one. Yes. It can happen like wildfire. Just you're amazing. So are you. I love you so much. So people that are listening to this now are thinking, yes, yes, I want this. I want more Melanie. Like, tell, tell us what you're doing in the world. Where can we find you? Where can we come hang out with you? I make it so simple. You can either find me on Instagram. I have two Instagram accounts, my Alpha Fem one and Melanie Ann Layer. So I have two Instagrams and then just my Facebook, Melanie Ann Layer on Facebook or my group Alpha Fem. And that's it. Everything you ever need, you will see on my social media. <laughs> Thank you. And I have one final question. So, as you know, we're, we're, we're a group of journalists in this podcast. And I'm curious to know if, if you could give someone a question which they could really dive into in their journal that could help kick that kickstart their journey to being a self-led person. Like, what would that yeah. question be? My question would be. When I get to the end of my life. And I read all the journals I've ever written in. What do I want it to say on those pages? That is an amazing question. And as always, that will be available for you to download in the show notes so you can journal away and inspire yourself for this journey ahead. Melanie, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing all your insights today. That was a really beautiful conversation. I personally took so much. Thank Thank you for having me. I loved it. It flew by. Thank you so much. Thank you. So everyone, that's a wrap for this week's episode. And until next time, get to writing.